ESPN Radio. A little CNC Sports Factory in the afternoon. He's Chris Canty. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, says X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN Plus. And Baker Mayfield wants out in Cleveland. <laughs> what did the Browns have to say about that? You're going to find out about that in about 10 minutes. Meanwhile, in the NCAA tournament, everybody said, trust Gonzaga, they said. Believe in Gonzaga, they said. They may be on upset alert. Everybody's saying it right now. 12.09 to play in the second half, Chris. Gonzaga, the number one seed in the West region, only up two on Georgia State, led by my boy Rob Lanier, former head coach of Siena, <laughs> former assistant of Tennessee, whose wife is a doctor. She is automatically smarter than her husband, but her husband trying to pull off a massive upset to save your Virginia Cavaliers from being the only number one seed to lose to a 16th seed if they can pull this off only down by two. All of a sudden, your Virginia Cavaliers will be off the hook. Chris Canty for the rest of their lives. All right, so Freddie C, you got to fill me in. What's the mascot for Georgia State? That's a good question. I want to say that's a good. You uh, said I, your man is the coach. Okay, the Panthers. They are okay, the, Panthers. the Georgia State Panthers. Yeah, the Georgia State Panthers. Let's go yes, Panthers. Yes. Let's go Panthers because I need my Cavaliers to yes. be able to not be the footnote in the history of the NCAA tournament as the <laughs> only number one seed to mm-hmm. have been upset. So it would be great if Gonzaga would fall down, and if right. Gonzaga would lose, I think that would take care of, oh, the remaining 3.1% of brackets that remain perfect through uh-huh. six games because, uh-huh. as you already pointed out, the Richmond Spiders took care of a lot of people's brackets and went ahead and busted them by upsetting Iowa, the darling of Seth Greenberg's eye, yeah. in that game today and being able to knock them out. So. the March Madness is in full effect. Things Mm -hmm. are getting crazy. It's scary hours when it comes to the NCAA tournament and trying to keep your bracket right. But it's also getting to around that time, Freddie C., where we got to start being on high alert for where Deshaun Watson decides he's going to choose to live out the rest of his NFL future. Well, we all know this, and we all believe, and from any report that we've heard or believed, Chris, we knew that an announcement was going to happen before the weekend got started because the NFL does not care about feelings of other sports. They don't care about the NBA. They don't care about March Madness. They don't care about Major League Baseball. If Tom Brady can unretire on Selection Sunday, why should anybody be surprised that Sean Watson announces his next destination? Because this is not about a team trading for him. This is about Deshaun Watson moving on from the Houston Texans after not being a part of that Texans organization last year because with the 22 civil cases that are out there, he gets a chance. And only you can do this as a quarterback in the National Football League to dictate exactly where you want to go and who you want to go to. And everybody says, yep, we need a quarterback. So if he's going to be on his way to Atlanta or New Orleans, they are willing to take that risk on a guy that has an immense talent. No matter what baggage Chris he brings to the table, that talent is always going to supersede any kind of non-Colin Kaepernick situation, especially the quarterback position in the National Football League. And, yeah, that's what people need to understand, right? It's a sliding scale when it comes to how you treat players based on the talent level that they're bringing to the table. I remember the Cowboys coach Jimmy Johnson used to say famously, I'm going to treat everybody fair, but I'm not going to treat everybody the same. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of the situation. So if you're Deshaun Watson, you're going to be able to have more leverage than a guy like Baker Mayfield. You're going to be able to shoot your way out of town, so to speak, if you no longer want to be with the organization that employs you just because everybody else around the National Football League is going to be willing to move heaven and earth in order to trade for you. The team that has you will be able to get compensation, and all those teams that are wanting you, you'd have an opportunity to dictate to them 
what the team and what the infrastructure around you is going to look like. And, Freddie C., I'll say this. Yeah. The NFL owners have done this to themselves because when it comes to the quarterback position, it's the most important position, not just in the NFL, but in all of team sports. And they set the rules up in order to protect the quarterback. They set the rules up in order to emphasize or promote offense as, as it is an entertainment product. And so as such, you're talking about quarterbacks being of the utmost importance in order to have team success in this game and be able to win at the highest level. So if you have a quarterback that's a top five, top ten talent, then that guy is going to have a lot of swing, a lot of sway when it comes to how the organization does business. And those quarterbacks now are recognizing that. They're having that awareness. They they understand the value that they bring to the franchise, and they're not afraid to use that, that level of influence. And so when you look at what Russell Wilson did in Seattle, when you look at what Aaron Rodgers did in Green Bay, when you look at what Tom Brady has turned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization into, like you're understanding the importance of quarterbacks that are elite or in that elite conversation, and you also recognize the leverage that they exert over the franchises that they play for and the franchises that want to try to acquire their services. So I think that's an important part of this conversation when we're talking about Deshaun Watson because here's a guy that didn't feel like he was included in the process when it came to hiring the next head coach, when it came to personnel and philosophy on the offensive side of the ball. He was iced out of those conversations by the previous regime for the Houston Texans. And as a result, he soured on management. He soured on ownership. He decided he no longer wanted to be a part. This right. this resembles, Freddie, in a lot of ways, uh-huh. what we see in the NBA sure. and some of those players – when guys decide that they don't want to be with an organization, what happens? They get forced in a trade. We've seen it with Ben Simmons this year. We've seen it with James Harden this year. I mean, that's just what happens. Those guys, because they're so important to a franchise's future, they have a level of leverage that they can use to dictate or they can exercise over the team that they play for in order to put themselves in an advantageous position. Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman are Canty and Coleman on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. And remember these words, especially when it comes to quarterback position, because everybody better take heed from this from now on. It is an entertainment business, and NFL players know that more than ever before. And NFL quarterbacks know that more than ever before. That's why Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, was really hacked off. By the Cleveland Browns going after Deshaun Watson because Baker Mayfield can have all the commercials, have all the progressive commercials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) He can have all of that. But in the entertainment business and entertainment value, what is entertaining? Quarterbacks being difference makers, quarterbacks being winning players. And we've seen Deshaun Watson be a winning football player in the National Football League, and they believe that upside of entertainment. That upside of winning is a lot better. The Atlanta Falcons are willing to move on. The reports out there, based on these sources, are true that he's going to sign the Atlanta Falcons, meaning Deshaun Watson. They are the willing to move on from the best quarterback in the history of that franchise because of the value that they believe Deshaun Watson is going to provide. Not just winning, but also an entertainment value. Say what you want about Deshaun Watson, fair, unfair, true, or not true. When he's on the football field, he is must-see TV. He's a guy that you want to watch. He's a guy that you want to see play. He made the Houston Texans matter. And when he looked at that organization, Chris, to your point, and he said, I don't trust them. I've seen what this has looked like. I'm not going to be a part of this. He wants to go somewhere where even if he does not have any say 
and personal decisions. If he trusts that organization, he can just go out and play ball. He can just go out and play quarterback. He wanted, hey, the Houston Texans don't know what they're doing. I got to step in. Well, Deshaun, we know what we're doing. You know, deuces, I'm out of here. That's why Deshaun Watson said, for all intents and purposes, there's no need for me to stay here because this organization does not know what they're doing. Whether it's Atlanta or New Orleans, he's going to have a lot more trust and not maybe impose his opinion, but he knows that if he says something, it's going to be heard and not just tossed aside like yesterday's garbage. Well, here's the thing, Freddie C. I think it has to be viewed as a partnership, right? That's what it comes down to, the quarterback wanting to feel like they have skin in the game, like they have a seat at the table when it comes to the overall direction of the franchise because they recognize how important they are to the franchise. That's why there was the rift between Pete Carroll, John Snyder, and Russell Wilson, and eventually it ended up leading to Russ wanting out of Seattle. And now there's conflicting reports from both Russ and the Seahawks organization about who wanted to move on from who. But I think that that that's the reality. Aaron Rodgers' disagreement with the Packers, it was about being able to have some say in the organization, treating the players right, making sure that you have the pieces in place, making sure that you communicate with me what the plan is and not draft Jordan Love and have me find out just like everybody else right. watching the draft at home. All of those things matter in terms of how you treat your star quarterbacks in today's game. And not every quarterback is a star. So let's be clear about that. But when it comes to the guys like Russell Wilson, like Deshaun Watson, like like Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, you're going to treat those guys differently if you're a franchise. They don't – like, listen, Kirk Cousins has made a lot of money, God bless him, but he don't have the kind of swing that those guys have. Dak Prescott got a huge contract. He don't have the kind of swing that those other guys do. There are levels to this, Freddie – there are levels to this, and Deshaun Watson is at that level where he can dictate not only where he wants to play, but how that organization does business. And because he's so good, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you give a player like that carte blanche over your organization. He has the rec line, the bat line to the owner's <laughs> office, and he should be able to call him any time of day and say, listen, this is what I need, this is what I want, this is what I'm unhappy with, and that owner is going to acquiesce to Pretty much whatever Deshaun Watson wants because as that player goes is as your franchise goes. When you see somebody like that that is that special, it's a very seductive narcotic if you're the Atlanta Falcons and you're the New Orleans Saints that you're willing to say it's a hell whatever, of a drug. Right, whatever. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, he's a hell of a drug for the New hell Orleans Saints drug. and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and they're willing to have that drug just wash all over them if that brings them one step closer to not just being a playoff team but a consistent championship team in the NFC. You can hit us up anytime you want at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Hit us up on Twitter as well at Chris Canty ninety nine. That's Chris's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. He's Chris Canty. I am Freddie Coleman. And how about the other guy in this whole Deshaun Watson sweepstakes named Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? He requested a trade. <laughs> Waiting to hear what the Browns told him. <laughs> That's next on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. It has been an interesting last 48 hours in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson sweepstakes here. Baker Mayfield tweet over there. Baker Mayfield wanted to trade here. Browns saying no there. Yikes. He's Chris Canty. I'm Freddie Coleman. A little CNC for you here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPN+. Plus. So what now with the Browns and Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield requesting a trade, and the Browns told him you can forget about that. Let's bring in Drake Trotter. Does a great job as an ESPN Browns reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Jake underscore Trotter. Jake, I just laid everything out. What are your thoughts on what has gone on the Cleveland Browns the last 48 hours? 
Yeah, Freddie, it's it's kind of blown up. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I would be very surprised, I think, at this point, if Baker Mayfield played another snap uh, for the Browns. Uh, you know, to some degree, this had been building for a while, but I think that the Browns actually flying and meeting with Deshaun Watson and not talking to Baker directly about it beforehand, that they were going to do it, um, that really led to what has happened today, which is Baker obviously requesting a trade. Um, you know, the Browns are saying right now that they're not going to trade him, but that doesn't mean that they'll reconsider if there's another quarterback that becomes available. Um, so we'll just have to kind of see how this shakes out. Um, you know, I think the Browns are going to let uh, some of this settle down a little bit, see if cooler heads can prevail. Their plan B, if they didn't get to Sean Watson all along, was to try to move forward with Baker Mayfield. But I think that they are beginning to see they might have to go to uh, plan C instead. And, Jake, I wanted to ask you about what plan C could potentially be because everybody's trying to connect the dots with free agent quarterbacks or guys that would be available for trade, players like Jimmy Garoppolo or if the Falcons land Deshaun Watson, maybe a guy like Matt Ryan. But I'm curious to know, does this in any way impact the draft plan for the Cleveland Browns because they're sitting there with the 13th overall picked, and based on some of our draft experts, there could be as many as four quarterbacks taken in the first round. So could Cleveland potentially pivot to drafting a quarterback early on in the draft in April? Yeah, I think that would be plan B and and they're not there yet. They have a roster, you know, it's ready to contend. Now you talk about guys like Nick Chubb, you know, Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, um, you know, they, they've got a roster that they feel like can, can make a playoff run. So you've got the rookie quarterback, um, you know, you're probably looking at a couple of years uh, before that guy is ready to go head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. And I think that's even in, you know, the best-case scenario. So I, I don't think they're to that point yet. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see where Deshaun Watson goes. That could create maybe an opportunity uh, for them to go after a quarterback like, like Matt Ryan. Um, so, you know, I think they're in kind of a wait-and-see mode to see what their options are. Um, but I don't think that when they went after Deshaun Watson that they were necessarily going to have to move on uh, from Baker Mayfield. It's just escalated to that point. So, yeah, I mean, plan C would be to try to get a veteran quarterback that, you you know, maybe give you a chance to make the playoffs. Plan D would be to draft a quarterback. And, you know, by the way, if, if they sign a, if they try to trade for a veteran, they might not have that first-round pick anyway because mm-hmm. uh, they might have to, to use it to, to go get a quarterback. Jake Trotter, ESPN Browns reporter, joining Freddie Coleman and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Hit him on Twitter at Jake underscore Trotter. No one should be surprised that Cleveland Browns refused the trade request by Baker Mayfield. Nobody should be surprised that Baker Mayfield wanted to be traded after being a part of the Browns sweepstakes and their involvement trying to get Deshaun Watson. But realistically, if they have to stay with each other, Jake, how is this going to be fixed in Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, you know, people have rightly pointed out that, you know, Baker is under contract. I mean, ultimately, you know, what is he going to do? Sit out the season and, and, you know, for a go $19 million, which is what, you know, he'll be paid this year on the fifth year option of his rookie deal. But I mean, go look at Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham was under contract too. Right. And he ended up getting his way out of Cleveland. I think Baker, you know, he has the, the, the capacity to make this very uncomfortable for the Browns and, you know, the, the more this goes on, the bigger of a circus it has the potential to be, which in of itself could torpedo the season. So I don't think that's what the Browns want. 
you know, I think their first choice right now would be to somehow reconciliate with Baker, repair this, move forward with him. Uh, I don't know how likely that is. So then, you know, you work on a trade uh, to, to bring in a guy that, that, you know, a veteran like a Matt Ryan that gives you. So I, I just, it's hard to see right now, Freddie, the, the, you know, it getting to a point where Baker is fine with everything. You know, they're kumbaya and he's playing quarterback again. I just, I don't really see that right now. Talking with ESPN Browns reporter Jake Trotter on ESPN Radio. And, Jake, we know that the Browns made a huge move in being able to bring over Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick from the Dallas Cowboys. But I get that things are in a holding pattern right now until they figure out exactly what happens at the quarterback position. But what are some of the other areas that general manager Andrew Barry would like to address in free agency this offseason? Yeah, it does feel like something's on a holding, holding pattern. I do know they want to get a pass rusher. Uh, they love to re-sign Jadavion Clowney, who had a terrific year uh, for them last season, playing opposite Miles Garrett. You know, Clowney kind of gave the indication he'd like to look around and see what kind of money he could get. Uh, but he remains unsigned, and I think with every day that passes, you know, increases the Browns' uh, you know potential to, to get it, get that guy back. Uh, on their defense, if they don't sign Clowney, I mean, I would expect them to be, you know, in the market for any, you know, pass rusher that's available out there. So that's that's the position to watch. But yeah, I mean, it just, at least offensively, just doesn't feel like they're going to do any, anything more until they figure out what the quarterback situation is going to be. Mm. A lot of figuring going to have to go on in Cleveland, whether it involves Baker Mayfield staying there or not. No matter what goes on, our man Jake Trotter, ESPN Browns reporter. Make sure we're all updated. Hit him on Twitter at Jake underscore Trotter. He joined us here, me and Freddie Coleman and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. Great stuff as always, Jake. Enjoy the weekend as well, and you take care. Yeah, you too, Freddie. Take care. Uh, yeah, that's real quick, Chris. That's not over by a long shot involving no. the future when it comes to Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, whether they stay, whether they keep him or whether they have no choice but to move on from him. Well, here's what I'll say about this, Freddie C., just to button it up, put a bow on this thing. I hear what Jake is talking about with the roster and being ready to win right now, but I don't see the quarterback outside of Deshaun Watson that you're bringing into that Cleveland Browns team Mm -hmm. that's going to allow you to contend with the likes of Cincinnati, like Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City, Denver, uh, the Chargers. I just just (laughs) don't see it. It's not out there. So, I mean, I don't know that – Trading for one of those guys necessarily represents the best path yeah. for the the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I get it in the short term it might, but even when you go to 2023, I just don't see that as the opportunity to be able to compete and do high-level winning in the AFC given the kind of physical talent that you're going up against with some of these other quarterbacks in your conference. You can hit us on Twitter anytime you want. Chris's handle, Chris Canty 99 my handle at Coleman ESPN. We're going to play a little free agent roulette involving a linebacker, two wide receivers, and a big old ugly in the offensive line. That's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio. A little CNC for you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 8 and ESPN+. Plus. He is Chris Canty. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. Wait until you hear about the suit that Carson Wentz wore today as the new quarterback of the Washington <laughs> Commanders. Believe me. Our words won't do it justice. We'll do our best that we can with that coming up in about 15 minutes. And speaking of quarterbacks, according to Jeremy Fowler, Chris Canty, ESPN NFL insider, he says that Baker Mayfield, who does not want to be a Cleveland Brown anymore, requested a trade. The Browns told him to beat it and kick rocks. Baker Mayfield has strong interest in the 
in Indianapolis Colts as a potential destination if the Browns trade him. That's what a source told him. If you're the Colts, do you have interest in Baker Mayfield? Like, do you really <laughs> want to go down the road of another mediocre quarterback? I, I don't think that's what you would want. Now, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield can't play, right. but Baker Mayfield is of the same ilk of Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is physically more gifted than Baker. So I don't know if that's the road that Frank Reich and Chris Ballard want to go down, quite frankly, and what it would cost to potentially get Baker. Maybe you're talking about a second-round pick or, or multiple picks. I, I don't know if Indy wants to do that, given mm-hmm. that they just took a big swing and miss with Carson Wentz trading a first and a third to the Philadelphia Eagles. So Baker could be interested in the Colts all he wants, but it takes two to do the dance. And with an organization that's in the state that the Indianapolis Colts are in and a head coach that, quiet as it kept, is going into 2022 on the hot seat, I don't know if Frank Wright wants to bet it all on Baker. We'll put it this way. If he wants to bet on Baker, Chris Bowles not going to pay attention to him because Chris Bowles is going to say, I trusted your judgment. With last Carson time, Wentz. last yeah, time, exactly. Yeah, he may have had 27 and 7, meaning touchdowns and interceptions, but I remember Jacksonville, what he did in that final game. Now, I, I think we're good from that point on, Frank. You just coached the team. Let me find the players to yep. make sure that you can coach them properly. Speaking of roulette, when it comes to quarterback roulette, Who's going to go here? Who's going to go where? We got a little free agent roulette, and our man Shannon Penn, the pride of the HBCU that he is, is going to give us best landing spots for NFL free agents. He's going to throw free agents at us, and we'll let you know exactly where we believe is the best landing spot. My brother Shannon Penn, the floor is yours here on ESPN Radio. Well, thank you, Freddie Coleman, for that intro, and we'll pour out a little little something from my Norfolk State, who uh, lost to Baylor earlier in the tournament, mm. but, you know, everybody can't win it, so behold the green and gold. I move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, guys. I will name an NFL free agent. You got to tell me the best landing spot. Chris Canty, I will start with you. Linebacker Bobby Wagner. What's the best landing spot for him, Chris? The Denver Broncos, if they got some money left. Listen, I know they went out and got Randy Gregory. They got Russell Wilson. They need a quarterback for that defense, somebody with leadership traits. Bobby Wagner has that in spades. I love the fit. They did resign inside linebacker Josie Jewell, so I don't know if there's necessarily room at the end. But still, you make room if a player like Bobby Wagner wants to come run with you. Best landing spot, New England Patriots. He'd be perfect for that defense. He can play so many different things and do so many different have ideas from that linebacker spot. He can stay and cover running backs out of backfield. You can bring him on blitzes. He's one of the smartest linebackers in the National Football League. For my money, you pair that smart guy with another smart guy in Bill Belichick. That would make that Pages defense even better. That would be the best landing spot for Bobby Wagner. Interesting that neither guy, neither of you guys said the Dallas Cowboys, which is one of the teams that's rumored to be in it for Bobby Wagner. I'll mm-hmm. move on. Freddie, mm-hmm. FOP, friend of the program, Teron Armstead, offensive tackle. What's the best landing spot for him? The Miami Dolphins. And why are you not calling him if you're the Miami Dolphins? If you believe in Tua Tonga by Lord Chris Greer, the general manager, you need an offensive lineman like that, a left tackle that's going to protect your quarterback. I know that's the front side because Tua is a left-handed quarterback, but so what? That kind of big in up front, who was a big in when he was a small in, that's <laughs> the kind of guy you need in the offensive line. He is nasty. He is fearless. He is tough. Miami should be the best landing spot for Teron Armstead. All right, for me, Freddie C., not that Miami's a bad spot. I just think that this place is a better spot. If you're going to get Teron Armstead, you're going to have to have a bag of money in order to do it. And the Indianapolis Colts have the most cap space of any team left in the National Football League. So I am going to roll with them. They decided that they weren't going to re-sign Eric Fisher, their left tackle. That leaves a vacancy for them. So the Indianapolis Colts, man, go out there and get you your left tackle in Teron Armstead, man. 
I know quarterback is still undecided, but go get the guy that you know can protect your quarterback. Go get Teron Armstead. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Chris Canty, Jarvis Landry, what's the best landing spot for the wideout? What do you got? Ooh, the juice man, the juice man. Well, you know it's going to be a guy that's going to thrive on throwing the ball in between the numbers. I still say Jarvis Landry, perfect spot for him, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Get down there with Tom Brady. I know you're going to have to take a haircut. It's not going to be the same kind of money, but Tom Brady has made guys that play that slot position a lot of money. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, you could be the next one in line to be able to do that. He did that with Antonio Brown. Juice Landry has a lot of those same traits, an outstanding route runner, quicker than fast. Go down there in Tampa, run with Tom Brady, see if you can get a ring. I'll stand at the vision. And if you're going to get Deshaun Watson, Atlanta Falcons, you bring in Juice Landry. To all the things you just said about having a slot receiver, you're not going to have Calvin Ridley. You help out Kyle Pitts a little bit as well. Jarvis Landry can still be more than an effective wide receiver. Is he a down-the-field threat? No. But if you can get a quarterback to get the ball to him in mismatch situations and matchup problems, I think Juice Landry would be a perfect fit. If Deshaun Watson goes to the Atlanta Falcons, that's a move. Their second move is to try to bring Jarvis Landry to help out that wide receiver core that took a hit with no Calvin Ridley in 2022. All right, guys, we got two more names on this list. Freddie, I'll go here with you. Fletcher Cox just got released from the Eagles. What's the best landing spot for Fletcher Cox? There's no such thing as a bad landing spot for Fletcher Cox, to be exactly. honest with you. Anybody that brings that guy to their football team is going to benefit. But I, I'm going to steal this from Chris Canty, and I know he's going to say it. And he said it, and I agree. It's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, Chris, mm. you can take it from there. I'm, I agree with you on that one. No, Tampa Bay is a great spot for Fletcher Cox, and I was going to let you go ahead and expound on that. But, mm -hmm. I mean, Dominican Sue is a free agent, so that makes a whole lot of sense. But, Freddie, I'll let you have Tampa, and I'll one-up you okay. with my Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. Let's go. Ooh. I mean, Calais Campbell is a free agent. Brandon Williams, big baby, a free agent. Why not bring in Fletcher Cox, a man in the middle of that defense? Doesn't matter what scheme you play. Fletcher Cox can adapt. He can stack and shed. He can two-gap. He can one-gap, penetrate and get upfield. There's nothing that Fletcher Cox can't do at the interior defensive line position. So Fletcher Cox a great fit everywhere, but I think the Baltimore Ravens absolutely have a need along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're playing free agent matchmaker right now on the show. Shannon Pan, what you got? What's up for us now? All right, last and certainly not least, right. Chris Canty, I'll go here with you. Leo Collins, the offensive lineman from the Cowboys. What's the best landing spot for him? The best landing spot for him is the place that he's actually on a flight to right now, and that would be the <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. They need help along the offensive line. We saw it in the Super Bowl, man. They got run roughshod over by the L.A. Rams defensive front, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and company. So they're trying to fortify that group. They gave Alex Kappa a bag of money from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come play guard. The beauty of Lyle Collins, he can play guard and he can play right tackle. This, that, that solves a tremendous need for the Cincinnati Bengals. Protect Joe Burrow. Don't let him be the most sacked quarterback in the National Football League. Once the plane lands in a literal way, land the plane figuratively when it comes to signing up Lyle Collins, Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to say the Los Angeles Rams. I think he'd be perfect for them. The way they run block and have that scheme. They Andrew Whitworth, no longer part of this football team, retiring after a great career at 40 years of age. That's the perfect way to go out. If you're the Los Angeles Rams and you have to pay a lot of money for Lyle Collins, he fits what you do, athletic enough to do what you do, a left tackle. To me, that'd be the perfect replacement for Andrew Whitworth, the champions from last year in the Super Bowl when it comes to the Los Angeles Rams. 
He's Chris Canty. Hit him on Twitter, Chris Canty 99 And Freddie Coleman, hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN. Part of Canty and Coleman here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80 and ESPN+. Plus. It's one thing to have money, but this person had that kind of scratch that he put a big amount on Duke to win a national championship. Wait until you hear how much and how much could he win if Duke makes him look like a profit. That's next. ESPN Radio. Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on Canty and Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as TuneIn Radio. So Pete Carroll, check out what Pete Carroll had to say about Colin Kaepernick, blackballed by the NFL, and he says that should end because... You're going to ask questions about Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I, I know. You're going to ask him, so let me just put it out there. He, he, he contacted me the other day. said, hey, I'd like, I'd like to get a shot. You know, I'm, I'm working out. And so he sent me some videos. The next thing I know, he's working out with, with, with Tyler Lockett. I don't know how that happened. But he's, does that guy deserve a second shot? <laughs> I, I think he does. Somewhere. I don't know if it's here. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's even in football. I don't know. But it's just people get a second opportunity at, at, at their lifetime at opportunities, and they can make the most of it if, they, if they're ready for it. And, and all that. I don't know. I don't mean to send out any mixed messages about that. I'm tired of of, of false hope. I'm tired of people putting false hope out there. And this is another part of that episode involving Colin Kaepernick. But here's the thing I don't understand. And Pete sometimes starts running off at the mouth, run on sentences. He gets talking fast. And Mm. I don't know if he actually understands exactly what he's saying. Because he said that Colin Kaepernick deserves a second chance. I don't know if it's with us. I don't even know if it's in the NFL. Well, what the hell are you talking about? We're talking about guys that are playing football. Why bring up Colin Kaepernick's name and talk about second chances if it's not in the context of him being a part of the National Football League as a player? That doesn't make any damn sense. And furthermore, Freddie C., nobody at the press conference asked him about Colin Kaepernick. So why are you even bringing it up? The only conclusion that I can come to is is that you're using Colin Kaepernick to deflect away from the questions that you don't want to be asked about Russell Wilson Mm. and the rift that we all knew was there over the last couple of years and how you actually misled us a few weeks ago at the Combine and saying that you had no interest in trading Russell Wilson. And then we know days later he's a Denver Bronco. So that, to me, is why Pete Carroll brought up Colin Kaepernick, and he should be ashamed of himself for actually doing that, for using Colin Kaepernick and, and you know, out here trying to promote him as a guy that deserves another opportunity, to use that to hide away from the questions that you don't want to answer, the stuff that you don't necessarily have an answer to, that's a damn shame what Pete Carroll did. Pete Carroll knew that he didn't have to worry about any consequences or repercussions by what he was going to say about Colin Kaepernick and bringing that up unsolicited. He pretty much said, hey, it's, if I had my choice, I would, but it's out of my hands. He made sure to make sure everybody knew that if it was up to him, he would make it work, but it's not up to him, and that's why Colin Kaepernick would no longer be in the NFL. ESPN Radio. Along Chris Canty and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and big ups to Mike Triplett, ESPN New Orleans Saints reporter, King McClure, ESPN College basketball analyst, Aaron Dolan, ESPN sports betting analyst, Michael Rothstein, ESPN Falcons reporter, and Jake Trotter, ESPN Browns reporter. They were all here joining us here with along with Chris Canty. I am Freddie Coleman. So it's time to end the show the way this show is supposed to be ended, with a lot of passion, with a lot of fun, and the magic number is three. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... 
Three and out. And the first person that gets our attention, Carson Wentz, who said he was definitely surprised how things ended with the Indianapolis Colts. No, I think it was a year that had highs and lows, uh, ups and downs. The, the, the way we finished, the way I finished, was, was poor, was poor. And I think that um, definitely uh, was tough to swallow um, and tough to finish like that, especially when we, we thought we had a chance um, to really do something special and make a run. And uh, we just kind of collapsed, and I didn't play good enough, uh, well enough at the end there. Um, and so, you know, things happen. I always believe things happen for a reason. And so, uh, you know, you, you get an opportunity. Still got an opportunity to, to come out and prove myself and play the game that I love. Um, and I look forward to doing that. Chris, that was all well and good. You know what's more poor than that? What was the that? outfit he wore today. He looked like he was auditioning to work at McDonald's. I know you want to have on the team colors of your new football team, but as poor as he played last year, he doubled down on that poor with the outfit he wore at the press conference. That whole red and maroon McDonald's ensemble by Carson Wentz. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the memes on social media where somebody photoshops a picture of Ronald McDonald's face on Carson (laughs) Wentz's body at the introductory press conference. But it's good to hear that Carson had some kind of awareness about what went left in Indianapolis. And, you know, I said this at the time when they made the trade a year ago, Freddie C. Carson Wentz is out of excuses as to why it's not going to work out. His last year in Philadelphia, he led the league in picks, and he only started 12 games. Mm-hmm. Everybody keeps talking about the immense talent and what they saw from him in 2017 before he got hurt. Everybody starts needs to start accepting the fact that that version of Carson Wentz is not the version that we're going to see the rest of his National Football League career. That's not who he is. Like, when we start talking about the highs and lows of a player, that was the highest of highs for Carson Wentz, and we've seen – obviously the lowest of lows the last couple of years. Yeah, The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Carson Wentz is an average quarterback. Can you win with him? Sure, you can win with him. But you're you're probably talking about trying to compete for a division title, not trying to compete for a championship. And you have to accept that as an organization when you bring him in. It seems like the, the, the commanders have resigned themselves to that kind of position. And good for them if that's where they want to be. But if I'm a fan of a team... I do not want Carson Wentz to be my quarterback. Let me just say that. Yeah, Carson Wentz is a guy that you're around, but you don't build around at this point of his career, especially yeah. getting another chance with the it's Washington Commanders. It's something to Commanders. do when there's nothing to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. We got him. All right, we'll try to make it work as best we can. Speaking of situations that are becoming more and more serious each and every day, WNBA star Brittany Griner has seen her detention in Russia extended to May 19th. And it's it's bad enough that she's in that situation. Although I will say this, if you're an American athlete or anybody traveling abroad, you can't have hashish as a part of your luggage. You do that and they find that you're just inviting trouble. But having her, her detention extended, we know exactly what this is, Chris. It's a political ploy by Russia against anybody from the United States. Yeah, and it's sad, Freddie, see that Brittany Griner is even in that position anyway. The fact that she feels the need to go overseas and play in that league in order to, you know, earn a living and then, you know, come back during the WNBA season in the summer. Like, that's that's a shame that she feels like financially that's the position that she has to be in. But when it comes to the, the wage gap and the disparity between the men's and the women's game, when we compare the NBA and the WNBA, that's what a lot of those players do. Yeah. A lot of WNBA players go to these leagues abroad, across overseas, and they try to earn income in the offseason as a professional basketball player somewhere else. And when you start talking about what's going on in the world now and the Russian incursion on Ukraine, it's a difficult place to be in. And so for her to feel like she's got to 
put herself in that situation, it, it's a sad state of affairs when it comes to us trying to, you know, bridge the gap when it comes to the disparity between what women professional athletes make and what men prof- male professional athletes make. That's the that's the real shame of it all. It's unfortunate that she's being used in this way, but that's the reality of where we're at with professional sports in this country. And we've all got to do more to change that. An ESPN investigative reporter, T.J. Gwynn, said a U.S. State Department official told him that consulate officials have not had access to her, which brings an even more serious situation to what's going on. Brittany Griner still being detained in the Soviet Union. It must be nice to have money that if you write a check, every bank in the world will bounce. Mm. That's where we are with this person. A better in New Jersey on Monday placed a $300,000 bet on the Duke Blue Devils and Mike Krzyzewski's final year to win it all Ooh. on FanDuel at 17-1 to odds. If this bet pays off Chris Canty, it's going to give him or her $5.1 million to burn somewhere else. <laughs> so are you willing to risk three hundred grand to make five point one? Not me, man. Not if Mm-mm. I got no control over it. Mm-mm. Nah, I, I, I listen, man. Unless, unless unless I'm Calvin Ridley and I got some inside information, oh, let me oh, tell you what I'm oh, not really? going to do. I'm not going to do that. Oh, really? I'm not going to do it. Shots fired. I'm just, I'm just saying, man, there's no way that I'm going to bet three hundred grand on something that I have zero control over. Duke, 17 to 1 odds. There's no guarantee that Duke Mm-mm. is even going to get to the Final Four, let alone win a championship. Yeah. You're going to bet 300 grand that this is going to happen? Yeah. Like Coach mm-hmm. K is going to have this magical carpet ride in his last season? <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm not going to do, Freddie C. Oh, my goodness. For Chris Canty, oh, it's a pleasure, brother. I'll talk to you soon, okay? My man, appreciate doing I'm the Freddie show. I'm Freddie Coleman. Spain and Fitz comes up next on ESPN Radio.